Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andrew. Good afternoon. How's it going? It's good, man. It's good. Let's see, I see we got Hack Gang today. Hack Gang. What do you got? Church boot camp? Church Brothers Farms. It's my, it's my buddy's, uh, his family, they, they run... Nice. They run a, a farm that distributes probably a lot of products that you have eaten. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, they're, they're a big farm up in Salinas, California. Yeah, sure. Gorgeous. Yeah. He's uh, he's feeling high right now. We were texting. Feeling good. Diehard Warriors fan. Former Warriors ball boy. I was asking. Wow. If, yeah. I was asking if he was going to be invited. We were saying he needs to get a parade invite. Yeah. That, that would be legit. Ball boy yeah. gets the invite. So, but he goes way back, right? He's not a front runner. He's, you know, been through some lean Warriors years. Although I feel like the Warriors have always had exciting squads. Yeah. I mean, they, they, yeah. And, but there was, I don't know if I would say they've always had exciting squads, but they definitely had some, uh, they definitely have some squads that were exciting, even though they were bad. Yeah, for sure. But hey, man, they're they're building something real now, and, and it's they fully it. it's fully built. It's yeah, built. it's done. Yeah, well, they're they're adding on to the legacy, yo. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, oh, they've won. Actually, I didn't even think about that. So they've won since our last episode was that Thursday, Thursday morning. We had Tug on to talk game six. My first. Uh, gambling loss of the nba finals i thought for sure we were getting to game seven uh, and and it started out hot uh boston looked great out of the gate and then just i mean i've actually i've actually never seen a team have as much success as the boston celtics did getting to you know game six of an nba finals while turning the ball over that much that i mean you know, Tug and I were texting a lot during the game, and he was like, we need to improve our bench scoring. I was like, you guys need a point guard. Like, you just straight up need an actual point guard because there's a lot of good offensive players. But Marcus Smart bring, being the guy who, like, brings the ball up in most situations, he's he's not exactly a uh, savvy ball handler. In no. A, like, I mean, I know there's been a lot of talk about like what happens to Jalen Brunson, but like Brunson to the Celtics. Well, we talked about it that episode. It's I mean, not Kyrie's just, not going back to the Celtics. We no, know that. No, it's, it's, it's not just the turnovers. Again, I called it grade school esque, just reckless errant passes dribbling in front. But of also like, you know, Tatum as great as he was this year, he like, I don't know, lost his ability to finish at the rim. And then I just think when you have a player like that, who is still so young, 
and was able to, to be the best player on a team that goes to the NBA finals. He shouldn't be like, he's not built. He's not LeBron James. He's not built to be the guy who brings the ball up and goes and gets his own shot. Like somebody should be getting shots for him. Somebody should be getting shots for Jalen Brown. It's not, it's not Marcus smart. I think that they are, I think that they are, they need just like a straight up regular old point guard. Like a, they need like a vintage Mike Conley. They need like a Kyle Lowry. They need like a guy who's just like, Hey, yeah, maybe he's an all-star here and there, but like they don't even really necessarily need that. They just need a guy who is their point guard. Yeah. In my opinion, in my opinion, that's the difference between them getting back and potentially winning a championship. I've seen a lot of things like, Oh, this is the beginning of something for Boston. I'm like, I don't know. This was a nice Boston run, but there's a lot of teams in the East. I mean, they were lucky to get through Milwaukee. Um, you know, obviously Brooklyn's figuring themselves out one way or the other here. You know, Philadelphia has figured themselves out one way or the other with getting rid of Simmons. Like all that happened late in the year. Um, you know, I just, I think the the Hawks are going to continue to get better. Like, I don't see this being Boston's conference for a while unless you address problems such as that. Like you guys turn the ball over way too much. Yeah. Like that is that that I I would be I would be interested to see if historically there was ever a team that turned the ball over that much and made it that far. Tatum's at a record. NBA playoffs yeah. record. More than a hundred turnovers. He shouldn't be handling the ball that much, to be totally honest. I mean, that's it, it's sort of on him, but it's also, in my opinion, more on 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 the way that they their personnel and the the coaching that he had to like, yeah, he's gonna be that guy. He's gonna turn the ball over a lot if he's suddenly kind of your leading ball handler. Yeah. Well, you need a facilitator, like you said. You just need a guy who can control the offense, control the tempo, not turn the ball over and get it to your guys who can score. Yeah, I agree. 100%. 10.6 assist game guy. Yeah. Low turnovers. That's what you need. It sucked because it ended. Honestly, was- I, I even think I even think that the Celtics team is improved significantly by getting a guy who's like not even that good, but just comes in and does like a Prigione, like a, you know what I mean? Like one of those guys who's just like, Hey, I'm here to be your fucking, yeah. you know, Jose Calderon, like a Euro guy who just comes in. He's like, I score four points, but I don't turn the ball over. And I make sure Jalen Brown can get it in a position where he's already not ready to turn it over the second he gets it. I mean, Marcus smart was throwing passes to guys that are like, I mean, he's throwing jump balls. He yeah. was like, a, he was, he was Dante Culpepper back in the day. He's like, I'm just going to throw this toward the corner and see if you can out jump the guy for it. It's sure. like these, these turnovers were terrible. Well, even when they make those comebacks, right? So they came back again, cut it to eight, cut it to nine a few times. And then they just get reckless. Yeah. It was anticlimactic and for that series. It just sucked sure. how it ended. It really yeah. sucked. Like as a fan, you wanted to see seven games and it sucked, but you know, the Warriors did what they had to do. Yep. And they play well as a team. And obviously, Steph had a great series, got his MVP. People were coming for us on the phone call, like on the on the on the hotline, on Reddit, on Twitter. I'm just gonna say it again, one final time. I just don't know like 
I, I feel like these are butt hurt children. Like n- no one here is degrading Steph in any way. Steph's maybe a 12th to 14th best player of all time of all time. And the best shooter, like no one's degra- you, all, the only people degrading Steph are the people that are trying to put him in a class of player that he is not in. There is a zero people in the top 10 that I riled off in my top 10 that I riled off my top 11. If you cl- include Hakeem Olajuwon, who don't have two finals MVPs, except for Russell and Wilt, because basically uh, the NBA finals MVP starts after Wilt has one finals MVP finals MVP starts in 1969. He wins a finals in 67. Obviously he's the best player. There's no finals MVP. He wins another one. I believe in 71 or 72, there is a final MVP. He has it. Bill Russell has the finals MVP named after him. No one in my top 11 have less than two finals MVPs. None of them. Now here's the thing about Steph. And I want to read. And and by the way, that is not my, that is not the hurdle I'm asking Steph to yeah. clear. That just so happens to be, I listed them out. That just so happens to be it. You have to be the best player and dominate multiple. And then it's like, it's inarguable. And, and, to, and you know what? The other thing is, Andy, here's the thing about the butt hurt children. I know everybody's like, ah, Prano's a fucking LeBron's so Prano hits. First of all, I said before this series, I'm rooting for the Warriors. I'm putting this I'm putting this nonsense ring counting LeBron thing out because I don't believe in it truly ever anyway. And I really don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna care what idiots say. So I'm gonna go ahead and root for the Warriors. Here's the thing: because I'm a reasonable person, this is what I have spent the last four days doing. Calling and texting people in my life that I know whose basketball opinions I respect and just saying, who's better, Steph or KD? Of a dozen people, one person said Kevin Durant. Or one, sorry, one person said Steph Curry. One. One of a dozen. Shout out to Damo. Shout out to our boy Damo. One person. Ape it. And, and guess what? Here's the other thing. I got to the point where I was asking people, where I was telling people I was lying. And I was like, I think this, this uh, finals MVP, I think this finals MVP puts Steph above KD all time. One of my friends was like, stop it. You're a prisoner of the moment. Kevin Durant is the most dominant, pure scorer in history. He rebounds. He plays defense. He fucking changes teams. He changed the Warriors team. He was like, stop it. You're embarrassing yourself. I was like, I was just kidding. It was a test. Well, one of 12, one of 12. That's like what? 8% or something. Yeah. I want to say, I want to reiterate Steph's importance to basketball and, and to the NBA and just basketball in general, but those are different discussions, right? Like we've already discussed this and I firmly, and I, and I stand by this. I think Steph, what he brought to the game, as far as how he plays and his, skill set and his shooting and his size. I think Steph honestly has been the most important player since Jordan as far as how the game is played and how youngsters look up to not only him but how to play basketball. 
I'm going to I'm going to poo poo on that a little bit. Okay. And here's here's the thing. The game was going there. Okay. Steph Curry. He's the poster child. He is the poster child for it. And and here's the thing about Steph Curry. There have been guys, obviously no one with Steph Curry's skill set. Steph Curry is a top 12 to 14 player of all time. No one has ever, but we have seen those guys before similar type of guys come into the league. Maybe not again, full maxed out and everything the way Steph was, but come into the league and the league wasn't ready for that. The league wasn't ready. Ray Allen was a great, but like Ray Allen had it early in his career, do all these other things because they weren't like, Hey, let's go out there and get you 14 three point looks. Okay. So the game was going that way. Shout out Mike D'Antoni and the seven seconds or less sons. Shout out Steve Nash, who, you know, is a very similar skill set to Steph Curry, obviously a better passer, but even you look at his shooting, pure shooting numbers, three point, two point free throws, you know, the 50, 40, 90 guys. I'll say this. Okay. Yes. Steph Curry being the, the maxed out video game version of where the game was going definitely made it. So that style of play could be successful, but I'm going to argue this since we're, we have butt hurt fucking, Steph stands coming in on all platforms. You know what changes the game more? When seven footers start doing it. When Kevin Durant is seven feet tall and playing from the outside, the unicorn, I would argue, is changing the game moving forward even more so than being like, hey, look, here's a guy in Steph Curry who proved threes at a high rate shooting 30, 40% from three is better than shooting 50% from two. Well, how do we do that? Well, here, what if we use Steph as the poster child? Now let's build teams around him. Let's get a lot of other guys who can do that same thing. Okay. But when you go 10 years further down the road, it's going to be, oh, you can win a championship because Brooke Lopez is shooting fucking threes. Because Kevin Durant, Dirk Nowitzki, Joel Embiid, Giannis, Luca, these guys who are just absolute freaks in all around. Steph Curry is great, but I would argue the unicorn is more responsible for the future of basketball going forward than, oh, we finally found a guy that proves if you shoot enough threes, you can win. So I agree with you. Steph's the greatest shooter of all time. Steph's 12 to 14. But this idea that Steph Curry invented the three, this is where the game was going. He just became the guy who was like, oh, see, if you have a player like this, you can do it. Yeah, but but again, again, I, I would say he's the poster child because obviously he has great athletic genes and his dad played 16 seasons in the NBA. But, you know, he went to Davidson he again, he's not tiny. He's like six three, six two, six three, whatever he actually is. My point is, he's that guy who everybody looks up to. Now, I do want to play a call. Obviously, people have been hearing a lot from you and I on this, and we've had these discussions. 
but we're wrapping it up. People hopefully aren't too annoyed because people still have strong opinions, especially in the top 10 thing. Now we are prisoners of the moment. I, I think people need to realize that, right? Like when we're talking about all time. So, and I think this call, I would argue, and he leaves a couple calls. I'll play both of them so we can get his full explanation out is what I would call a prisoner of the moment situation. What's up, fellas? This is you. Uh, I had the call. So it's uh, Saturday, and I'm listening back to the Thursday episode. And the fact that it's even discussed that Andrew Wiggins is the MVP over Steph Curry is disgusting. Um, so I'm a uh, Nick fan, but I live here in the Bay Area. So I've watched 95% of the Warrior games over the last couple of years just because it is truly – a game that is played unlike any other team in the NBA. It is, it's unreal. They, they play, it's almost as if they play a different sport when you really watch them. And just to go into the Steph top 10, he is 100% better than Larry Bird um, was when, look at the stats, uh, Steph Curry, the season when he didn't win the MVP, when he should have won the MVP, look at that uh, 2015 the fact that Iguodala won the MVP was a joke. Um, Steph, 100%, even though he maybe didn't hit his standards, he still averaged 26, I think, like six and five and two steals a game. Um, 100% should have won that. That season, he didn't win it. That was uh, Larry Bird. The most he's ever averaged in a game was 27 in a final series. He once had a finals where he averaged 15 points a game. Um, so he 100% is better than Bird. And I would also put him ahead of Shaq, who Shaq was fucking dominant, no doubt about it. But you can even trust him in the last four minutes of the game. And I would also put him over Durant, just the complete body of work. Durant did, has done nothing in a title aspect without Curry. So Curry's done it without him. He hasn't done it without Durant. Durant is obviously amazing. And the other thing, we don't even discuss another player in the top 20 that is uh, Curry's size. So the fact that he's this small. Okay. So he, he continues on with the call, but let's, let's just go step-by-step step in this call. So the Andrew Wiggins. Why, are, why do we only do scoring? Yeah. Well, why do we what, only do scoring? The argument for Iguodala, the argument for Andrew Wiggins, the argument for Larry Bird, the argument for Shaq, they do things besides score. This is stupid. You people are embarrassing yourselves. Your argument for Larry Bird, here's, here is the argument for, uh, against Larry Bird. Unfortunately, the exact same argument against Steph Curry. Larry Bird comes in, joins a great team. He has tons of help throughout his whole career. The Celtics are good before and after fucking Larry Bird. Maybe not right after, but before. Okay? Steph Curry... The team is built around Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond. But let's not pretend Jerry West hasn't gone fucking building to building in the NBA, putting together top to bottom great rosters. Let's not, let's, let's not pretend Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala and fucking Harrison Barnes and Kevin Durant and all the guys through the years that the Warriors have had mixing in and out of fucking positions. That their, their roster hasn't been great top to bottom. Stop talking about scoring and just scoring 
in a league that that averages 15 more points a game that Steph Curry scored one more point than Larry Bird, who's rebounding, who's facilitating on offense, who's playing fucking defense. He's not having Robert Parrish bring up the ball like fucking Draymond Green and running off screens and just hitting jumpers the whole time. You people embarrass yourself. Shaquille O'Neal? Crazy. So 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 let so let me let me hop in here. Ooh, I'll get to the Shaq. The, Sha- the Shaq thing, dude, I'll be honest. I appreciate you always calling this the show. That, that's like an all-time. I've had shitty takes, man. We all know that. Shaquille O'Neal's averaging 35 points a game. Dude, that's he's, a he's shitty. Grab- what is he grabbing, Andy? You put 15 dude, rebounds? Dude, this is he wild. He has 40, 25 games. L- 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 I just, I just want to say this. Shaq won three straight finals MVPs. Right? 2000, 2001, 2002. For you young kids out there, that's more than 20 years ago. In a league where in the West, he's going, Duncan. Yeah. KG. Pow. He's going Dirk Nowitzki. He's going Amare Stoudemire. He's going Rashid. He's going all these dudes. Let me just read what Shaq Let me just read. Duncan go back and forth dominating in the post from Jeff just- Curry doesn't guard fucking Marcus fucking smart. Here's the thing about Shaq guys. Joe and I know this firsthand and this includes Michael Jordan. This includes LeBron James. I've never seen someone dominate three straight finals from both sides of the ball. And it's backed up statistically what Shaq did for those three straight NBA there's three straight finals. This is what he averaged. We'll start from the 99. We'll start from the 2000 to go to the 2001 or sorry, 2002. Third, his first finals, 38 points, 16.7 rebounds. Um, and- me, I went through it and Steph Curry has never that. Ne- I repeat, never averaged 38 points in the finals. The end. End of story. Cause here's the thing. All that matters. is Steph Curry in a league that scores fucking 20 more points a game has ever scored 35 points in an NBA finals and scoring is all that matters. Mike drop. I'm fucking out of here. Suck his giant seven foot dick. (laughs) Okay. So Shaq goes 38 points, 16.7 rebounds, 2.7 blocks. That's in the first finals. The second finals, 33 points, 15.8 rebounds, 3.4 blocks. The third finals, 36.3 points a game, 12.3 rebounds, 2.8 blocks per game. Overall, and I did yeah, the math. You didn't need to trust him in the last four minutes. Yeah. Because he was shitting out 36 yeah. points before that. Dude. And he was sleeping on the bench going, Superman, it's going to bed until game five. <laughs> Wake me up when game five is here. In three straight NBA finals. Again, I want to do both sides of the ball, just like Joe does. He averaged a combined 35.6 points a game, 14.9 rebounds, and 2.9 blocks. So let's round those up because they're so close. He averaged 36 points, 15 rebounds, and three blocks a game for three straight NBA finals. Guys, what are we talking about here? Immediately, is- immediately leaves and wins another title with another team. Shaq, those three finals consecutively are the most dominant I've ever seen. Ever in my life, yep. 
gets to an NBA finals with fucking 15 year old Penny Hardaway beats Jordan beats Jordan gets to an NBA finals with Penny Hardaway, Nick Anderson, Dennis Scott, Horace Grant without Clay Thompson, Steph Curry doesn't make the playoffs without Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal beats Dirk Nowitzki in an NBA finals. He beats Michael Jordan in an Eastern Conference Finals. You people are embarrassing yourselves. You're embarrassing yourselves. So if you want to go Larry Bird, if we want to just... The best argument because also played on a dominant team. Injury prone at the end of his career. If we want to just stick with offensive stats, again, purely NBA Finals. Steph's played three more NBA Finals games than Bird. So very comparable. Steph averaged, has averaged 27.3 points, six assists, and 5.8 rebounds. Larry Bird, in his finals, 23.1 points, 11.6 rebounds, and six assists. So basically, they have the exact same assist ratio. Steph has four more points. One's a, a, one's a small forward. Yeah, Steph has four more points a game, and Bird has six more rebounds a game. Bird has three regular season finals MVP, or three regular season MVPs, two finals MVPs. I, I, I just, again, I, th- I think we're prisoners of the moment. And, and again, this doesn't take away. I'm sitting here telling you, I think Steph changed the way the game has been played more so than anybody since Michael Jordan. I, that's how I, now you don't feel that way. I feel that way. But guys, I just no, think. No, I, I, I mean, I, I agree with you in some regards there. But I, 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 you know, no, this is, this is no one's undermining. But again, this is the problem. No one here on this podcast is degrading Steph. The only reason that we're arguing anything about it is because people are calling in going, I believe Steph Curry's better than LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal and Tim Duncan in their primes. He's better than KD, who was the best player on a Warriors team. Uh, Steph Curry doesn't believe he's better than KD, but you believe he's better than KD. You guys are embarrassing yourselves. We're not saying anything bad about Steph Curry. You're just fucking embarrassing yourselves. And Steph obviously deserved the MVP. No one's saying that. And again, this was before game six when we were discussing Andrew Wiggins. Even after the finals ended, guys, Andrew Wiggins, again, both sides of the ball. Andrew Wiggins had the highest plus minus in the entire 2022 NBA playoffs. So it's it's not like... Andrew Wiggins wasn't getting it done. Did he deserve the MVP? No. Are, were we crazy after five games to say Wiggins has an outside shot? No. Because the stats, again, back it up. Because the stats are offensive Wiggins, defense. But here's the thing. You can't talk about what we just talked about. And we're not doing this to, we're not doing this to fucking, I'm not setting up some grand argument about Steph. I don't have an argument against Steph. Steph's the fucking probably 12th or 13th greatest player of all time, in my opinion, the best shooter ever. The Boston Celtics have a fucking turnover problem. The Boston Celtics have a Jason Tatum turning the ball over a hundred times problem. The Boston Celtics have a Jason Tatum shooting 30 fucking 3% for an NBA finals problem. Andrew Wiggins is guarding Jason Tatum. I would argue that was more, I mean, you look at it, that's more, of a fact, they go to game six. They go to game six in a series where they can't stop fucking turning over the ball. 
when their best player can't score at the rim. And he's being guarded by Andrew Wiggins. You can say that Steph was the best player in the series. Fine. But you can't say the the thing that if you said the number one reason the Warriors won this series and the Boston Celtics lost this series was Steph Curry. I disagree with you. I would say the number one reason is the way Boston had no ability, had no answer for managing their offense against the way they were being defended by the Golden State Warriors. And guess what? Part of that Steph Curry, part of that Draymond Green, part of that Steve Kerr. But a big part of that is Andrew Wiggins putting the clamps on the, the Celtics' best player. Yeah. Qu- quick heads up. Every time you hit that, it makes a noise. Good. I know, I know you're worked up. <laughs> Look, he deserved the MVP. But again, to come at, dude, I, I, the, the Shaq thing really bothered me because again, like you just, you don't re- like your, your, your comeback is it just, sh- it doesn't even bother me. It's just, your dismisses, is, it makes, it makes everything that you just, everything that you say after that. Null and void. Yeah, you can't come at me and say, or come at anyone if you're going to have that discussion and talk about free throws. It didn't matter. You know why? The Lakers, four, those series went four, five, and six games. Shaq didn't have to hit his free throws. Those series were over because he was taking a dump on every opponent. The The Warriors have another, uh, another finals. The Warriors have another ring if Steph Curry doesn't, throwing around the back pass out of bounds and get and get absolutely clamped by Kevin Love. So is part of Steph Curry's thing that we can't trust him in the last two minutes of a game? No, that's stupid. Yeah. All right, here's here's another NBA related call. Shaquille O'Neal. I mean Yo, what's going on, Dirty Sports? All this talk about Curry and where he sits in the legacy department in terms of his place in the NBA got me kind of thinking, what's more important, regular season MVPs or finals MVP? Because obviously Steph has two regular season MVPs, but, you know, based off of your guys' conversations about, you know, MVP in terms of the regular season not even really meaning most valuable player anymore, it got me kind of thinking, you know, what is more important, finals MVP or a regular season MVP? That was my only question. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Peace. I mean, they're they're both important, but the finals you're playing the best of the best. That's why I, mean, I think in these arguments, right? You look at Jordan went to six finals. Jordan has six MVPs. The I think the I think the bottom line is there's there's to me, there's qualifiers in terms of when we're talking about the top 15 or 20 players of all time, there's not a lot of people in those top 20 players of all time who don't have an MVP, who don't have a finals MVP. So like, I, I guess it's just a matter of like, what are you talking about? See, to me, to me, when you look at, I think there are, these are both things that you have absolutely factor in when you're splitting hairs and when you're whatever, but here's the thing with the MVP versus the finals MVP. I think the MVP, like we said, not necessarily the most valuable player anymore. 
for sure. I think that they're also from year to year in the NBA, there's a little voter fucking weariness and voter fucking, you know, oh, we're sick of LeBron getting it every year. And sick we're, Jordan sick of, we're sick of Jordan getting it every year. We're sick of, I mean, if you go back, you go, Jokic, Jokic, Giannis, Giannis, Harden, Westbrook, Curry, Curry, Durant, LeBron, LeBron, Derek Rose, LeBron, LeBron. I mean, you can almost see where there's moments where they go, oh, we've fucking had enough of this guy. Let's yeah. mix in a fucking Derek Rose. Let's like, but, but they don't mind going two in a row. And then even before that, I mean, you go Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, Jordan, Jordan. Then we go Barkley. A lot of people think that should have been Jordan's Hakeem because Barkley's not there. Robinson, Jordan, Malone. A lot of people think that should be Jordan's. Jordan, Malone, Shaq, Iverson. You go Duncan, Duncan. It's like, I mean, Kevin Garnett, like to me, there's a lot of like overall, like there's a lot of, a lot more like league play when it comes to like the league MVP. Hey, maybe we don't give the same guy every year. Two seems to be the modern, like we don't do more than two in a row. They don't do that for uh, the finals though. In the finals, you have two teams to work with. That's what I'm saying. You can't just you can't just randomly go, hey, this finals MVP, we're giving a fucking Giannis just because we want to keep improving the game of basketball in Greece or whatever. Yeah. There's two teams. And in my lifetime, there's not a lot of I just I just like off the top of my head said like a lot of people question this one. A lot of people question this one. A lot of people question the Derrick Rose. A lot of people question the Kobe Bryant. A lot of people questioned one of Nash's. A lot of people question like We've got those in my lifetime. There's not a lot of questionable finals MVPs. In my opinion, LeBron over Iguodala all day. We've set a precedent. Jerry West wins one in a loss. We've set a precedent. If he's not going to get it and you're not going to give it to Steph. Cause that's the thing with the Iguodala one. Why did Steph not get that one? Because they go to six games LeBron James score. LeBron James dominates is the most dominant player in the thing. But the fact that he wasn't as efficient would be the people's arguments that he, that is the reason they don't win. So Iguodala keeping LeBron somewhat in check, even though LeBron dominated in every statistical category and wasn't efficient because his two best players are not on his team. And therefore is like, why would you pass the ball to fucking, Dell of a D-leaguer and Timothy Mozgov and fucking, I don't know, Danielle Marshall or whoever the fuck else is playing on his team at that time. So why would you? But the argument would be a, much like my argument this year in, in not, not for a Wiggins MVP, but for a discussion about it is the inefficiency of Jason Tatum is probably the number one factor in the Warriors winning over the Celtics. And I agree with the fact that maybe the number one reason that the Warriors beat that Cavs team is LeBron James inefficiency. But what is he supposed to do in that situation? And also, if I think if you lead, if you lead the NBA finals in every single statistical category, I don't know how you're not the most valuable player in the finals. Yeah. So that would be my argument for that one. Uh, other NBA finals. I mean, I would say there's one pal one I could make an argument for. Where else? Well, I mean, what, what are the other ones that jump out at you in our, so, uh, you know, I would have to look at it. Tony Parker over the Cavs. 
2007, I believe. That's when he got it. Most of them are pretty accurate when it comes to final. Like, they don't mess around with finals MVPs. But in terms of legacy, in terms of talking about it all the time, I just don't think that it's really like which one is more important. I think when we're talking about like splitting hairs, like if we're talking about, oh, the 27th best player of all time and the 30th best player of all time and who's, you know, who's better, Scotty Pippen or blah, blah, blah. Sure. Okay. We can start, you know, stacking accolades. But when we're talking about the single greatest players ever, of which Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Shaquille O'Neal and LeBron James and Michael Jordan and whatever are the conversations that we're having, then you have to start looking at it full breath. What's well, under, uh, yeah, who it's under they, more of a microscope. Did, who did they play? Who did they play to get there? There's been a lot of years, a lot of years where the NBA Finals was before the NBA Finals. Sure. You know? Shaq and Duncan going after it and then just getting into the NBA finals and just like urinating on a Pacers team. Yeah. Shaq and Sacramento. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I just think again, it's no diss, but we have to look at the full body of work with guys who again were just like like a Shaq man was just so dominant. I mean the problem is the young kids just don't know. I mean I saw I saw uh, what was that tweet? I saw somebody tweeted McCockner went after him. It was pretty funny. It was like it was like somebody tweeted that like Jordan Jordan ran the 90s or basically it was something along the lines of like nobody was winning back to back when Jordan was around. And I laughed. I'm like, guess you didn't know, guess you never heard of or, or winning multiple chips in the Jordan era. And I laughed. I'm like, Pistons did, Celtics Lakers did, did. Celtics Lakers did. did. That's three. Rockets right there. did. Rockets did. Yeah. It's four. It's Lakers. Like, Lakers did again. Shaq Kobe Lakers. Yeah. Oh, Jordan was, Jordan, Jordan was done. Jordan was old. Oh yeah, he was he was in the Wizards. Jordan was old. Now Jordan's the exact same age as LeBron James is right now, but but LeBron James hasn't stepped away and pretended that he was done. So therefore, LeBron James can still be. We can still we can we can still take shots at LeBron's legacy right now for not getting in the NBA Finals, even though we have decided that there are portions of Michael Jordan's career when he is the same age as LeBron James, which we will not validate as actually sure. being part of his career. So again, you, you gotta you gotta look back at history on some of these guys. And look, Steph Steph's legacy is still is still evolving. I've said that. I mean, he wins another title. He wins another Finals MVP. Dude, nothing's stopping him from nothing's stopping my opinion of changing. Right, I would I would not, I would not have him in the top ten right now. I just wouldn't. He's getting closer after this Finals, but. You know, it, uh, again, there's just so many factors you have to look at when you're doing these evaluations. And, and let's do, not be. I mean, let, let's be honest. Do we agree that this is the first finals Steph Curry has been in that he was the best player in? Yes. Even with KD, like, 
you, you know, the, the Raptors win. Kawhi, Kawhi is the best player in that fucking series. LeBron yeah. is the best player in every series that Steph Curry plays in with him. Cool. Steph Curry's the finals MVP this year. Steph Curry's the best player in the finals. Welcome to being the best player in an NBA finals. Yeah. Every single guy in the top 10 has done at some point in their career. Sure. Multiple times. Well, let's talk. Let's talk a little. Let's talk a little Kyrie now. Let's talk a little. Let's guys. Let's let's start getting into hot takes that you guys were anti my opinion on before, and have now all of a sudden decided to join my party. And then you guys can just pretend it's completely different than this Steph Curry thing. Which four years from now you'll be like, you know what? Maybe I should just fucking go private on Twitter so Joe Prano can't at me when he he gets proven right once again with literally every one of his fucking basketball takes. So it looks like they're having some issues, no surprise, contract, whatever. They're at an impasse. So once again, we could have Kyrie on the move and the Lakers, of course, and the Knicks are expected to emerge as potential suitors, according to um, so, so two situations Kyrie has already previously in his career decided he didn't want to be a part of, didn't want to be the guy behind LeBron James, or else he would probably already have another title, didn't want to be in New York because wanted to play with KD in Brooklyn. Now the Knicks and like now the Knicks and Lakers are emerging. Why would LeBron want to play with him? Honestly, I think LeBron would only want to play with him because he's like, do I have another? Like, what is my other option at this point? If I'm trying to win one more title, then taking some, some star who's fallen and bringing him back into the fold, my former wingman, trying to get him to participate in the way that maybe he did when they were on a Cavs team that was successful. Buying low. Do I think that that's the right move? No, no I do not. No, no I do not. too much there. Yeah, there's too much there, man. I, w- I wouldn't go near him. For the you Knicks know, to get him, I mean, what, <laughs> what again, an embarrassing move that would be. Well, again, Kyrie, I think I said this before, he is the, the hot girl that's also batshit crazy. So you got the looks, you got the sex appeal, you got some arm candy to show off, but... She might murder you. Yeah, you bring her home, she's crazy. She might cut off your dick when you're sleeping. Well, John Wayne Bobbitt scenario. Was that his name? John Wayne Bobbitt? Yeah. Lorena Bobbitt cut off his cock. Yeah. Google that one, young dirt balls. And threw it out the window of a car. And he got it reattached. I think he did porn. Yeah. Wild. But yeah, that's kind of what you're getting. You're getting you're getting a crazy person. Who might just to say, hey, I'm not playing this week. Nah, I don't feel like it. I got other stuff going on. I'm out. Personal reasons. That's what you're going to get with Kyrie. 
it's just not worth it. It's not good for team chemistry. I mean, all the guys out there, all the guys out there right now want to have some argument with me. Just go, you know, check in with Devin Springfield. See how Devin Springfield's doing. Devin Springfield once sent me a tweet. You are fucking Barry McPrano. You're Skip Mc, you know, Skip prano If you think the Celtics are better without Kyrie Irving, you have a lisp. You're embarrassing yourself. You're a fucking LeBron slurper. You suck dick. Blah, 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 blah. Are the Celtics better without Kyrie Irving? Well, they were just in the NBA Finals. <laughs> Kyrie Irving has since moved on to Brooklyn, where he refused to play in games. Refused by choice to play in games. He's exposed himself as a flat earther. And now he is moving on to what is likely his fourth team because every coach, front office, and teammate fucking Hates him. There's only one guy I think who maybe, now obviously, he did win a tie with LeBron under Tyron Lue. The only coach I like, the only Hail Mary, and he's too old now, but he might have been able to make it work during his heyday, Phil Jackson. Maybe, given, given, given Phil's track record with crazy people. Maybe just Phil Jackson. It doesn't seem like anybody can corral him at all. I mean, it's also this is the this is the you know the double edged sword of the player empowerment era, which is good. You know, you want athletes more empowered, but it does get to a point where they can now hold teams hostage. Sure. Now there are disgusting, despicable, trash, mostly racist people out there who are like, just shut up and drab all. No one wants to hear what the fuck you have to think about anything. Put a fucking muzzle on and do the little fucking dance athlete boy. And those people are despicable fucking racists. But the the double-edged sword with giving these guys more power and more freedom is that you get to a point where they can hold teams hostage. Now, not a ton of guys do it, but there are a few out there. And those are the guys you have to be wary of. And two of them seems like they, it seems like I would argue two of them played together. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking. Or they did. Yeah. Harden and Kyrie. Yeah. I would, I would argue Harden's kind of held teams hostage as well. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be drama. Kyrie likes the drama. That's what he is. He likes the drama. He likes this. He wants the attention. He does. It's in his nature. Hopefully he doesn't go to either team. I certainly hope he doesn't go to the next. I mean, the idea that people are out there going like a couple firsts and RJ Barrett and like, I'm like, kill yourselves. Yeah. I wouldn't give a first or RJ Barrett for Kyrie. That's right. Let alone both. Absolutely reckless. Well, Joe, this is our second week of our personally branded NFTs. The second week where you have a chance to win, I should say, with our friends at Stakes. 
So this week, once again, we'll be asking questions on stakes where you can bet against us to win our dirty sports branded. We even have a, a fan edition, Dirtball fan edition, NFT. They're all exclusive. I have a hockey question for tonight's NFT. It's a pretty simple one. So just go to playwithstakes.com forward slash dirty sports. Mine tonight was pretty simple. Basically, will the abs win? Will they come back from being, I'm sorry, not abs. Will the lightning come back from being down 0-2? Answer that question on playwithstakes.com forward slash dirty sports for a chance to win a dirty sports NFT. A non-fungible token. Is that correct? That's right. That's correct, Andy. Wow. I got it. I didn't even have to look it up. Yeah. Also, if you want an Andy Ruther personalized non-fungible token, you can get them on fans only. Yeah. That's right. Dick picks for days. You can make any money on OnlyFans. Fans only. What is it? I always forget. Oh, OnlyFans. OnlyFans. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Yeah. Chili man. Jack's off a of chili. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you the five way. That would burn, man. It's chili, onions, cheese, and jizz. Yeah. Chili, man. Am I wearing a cape? Chili, man. Just nothing but a cape. That's his chili, man, on the back. Steaks got to love that. We go straight from promoting the NFTs to like, Ruth are jacking off on chili. That's why we're dirty sports. I just can't wait for the call tomorrow. It's like, you know, you guys make fun of the chili a lot. I'm just here to say, I think chili is better than filet mignon. I know it's crazy, but, uh, you know, you know, uh, fucking little, uh, little skyline chili greater than Peter Luger steakhouse. I'm going to say it. It would be the second worst hot take on our episode today. The Shaq it's, a more, it's a more reasonable take than Steph Curry has had better finals performances than Shaquille O'Neal. Well, no, to be fair, he wasn't saying. He was saying top 10. He'd bump Shaq out of his top 10 and slide Steph in. Yeah, it's insanity. It is insanity. Again, I just don't think... Dude, when you watch those finals, everybody should go back, <laughs> watch a finals game from Shaq. And they, they were amazing to watch because it, it's the it was the equivalent. I would call this equivalent. It'd be the equivalent of like one of your nephews trying to guard you. Not even like a small guy like me, like one of your nephews. That that That's what it was with Shaq hitting the ball. He was just going to dunk it. It was insane how much he dominated. In fact, that was the problem when they lost to the Pistons. Now, the Pistons were great, but it talks about that in Three Ring Circus. Kobe refused to pass. That's what it was. Like they had a whole sit down mid finals against the Pistons. It's like, get Shaq the ball because he went off on one game. I forget which game he went off and they still lost. It was well, like, Kobe, of course, being Kobe Bryant, you know, uh, is like, well, this is my opportunity. They have Ben Wallace. I can fucking use the Ben Wallace defensive player of the year thing as a reason not to get Shaq the ball. And now I can just do Kobe things and I can finally get my finals MVP. And it's like, or you guys can just lose and nobody on your team can get finals MVP. Yeah. No, that's what it was. It was like he yeah. wanted he wanted the finals MVP 
he didn't want Shaq to get a fourth because he was a selfish me first teammate. And we also, which is why I have Steph above Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I agree. I have him above Kobe too. I I can't even get into some of these discussions with people. People are just so clueless. All right, let's move on to some non-basketball discussions. How long do you think Deshaun Watson will be suspended? I don't know. I mean, I said I said eight games. So I said I believe I said eight and a half was my over under. So this is kind of interesting. They're claiming it's going to be all year. But here's what's fascinating. And this is a smart move by the NFL Players Union. They're saying good luck with that because the NFL has fucked themselves by just slapping the wrist by other sexual related things with the owners. I don't know if you read all this. They said the NFL PA is they're already preparing their defense of Deshaun Watson saying, dude, Robert Kraft barely got anything. Jerry Jones, you know, just go down the list of owners that have been involved with the sex scandal. They're going to say, you didn't do shit to the owners. So why are you doing anything to our player? And he's only making a couple million this year. Did you know how the contract worked? It was like, yeah. if he gets suspended this year, then they it's have insane, to- though. It is, it is, it, I mean, it is so Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's so insane. I mean, you look at, you look at some of the Cleveland Browns quarterbacks. I mean, not, I'm, we're, we're not talking about going back fucking 20 years. I'm talking about going back like the last decade. You go Johnny Manziel, you reach for Baker Mayfield at one, you, tr- you fucking keep Baker Mayfield and trade for a guy who has two dozen sexual assault allegations. Yeah, it's crazy. So they didn't even interview the Browns. Again, it goes back to our no one cares. So the NFL interviewed 11 of the 24 plaintiffs Neither the NFL nor the Browns contacted the district attorney. So they don't really care. Right. Right. Like they don't care. They just don't care. Like, I wonder what they're waiting on at this point. What are they waiting? Honestly, I think the Browns just thought this is an opportunity for us to get a guy who we would otherwise never be able to get. How long could he possibly be suspended for? Even if it's a year, we're better off. Yeah. Which is like playing the long game. You might be right, but also you're the ones that went out and got fucking Baker. You reach for Baker Mayfield at one. Yeah. Well, he has what? Five years in that deal. So he'd have four more. I don't know. I saw Dan Snyder is uh, refusing to testify, like refusing. And I love, I love his, the reason. So he's refusing to go in front of Congress. And I love that his reason is he has a work trip plan that he can't get out of. And then the committee, whoever's running it, the chairperson in Congress was like, yo dude, you can do it on zoom. Yeah. And he's like, no, it doesn't, doesn't fit my schedule. Schneider. Dude, the NFL, man, like if you're an owner, 
you for sure could get away with multiple murders. Oh, yeah. Especially, I would, argue, I, I would argue some have. Especially if you have a good team and a good fan base. Like people don't give a fuck. You know what we should always go back to, which proves that, and we always talk about this, how NFL is king and how people really don't care, is Lion fa- Lions fans to like like defending the Lions. You know what I'm saying? Like, like What are we li- supposed to do? Like Lions fans to me are why the NFL is what it is. Yeah. When they just don't do anything and they just accept that their team is AIDS year after year after year. It's, it's absolutely crazy. We, we have an update on uh, what is this call? This is a weird, should we play this call? Sure. I have a title. Would we watch NFL if they murdered all the players? What was this call? This is classic dirtball call. Let's hear this. I was listening to the last episode and the conversation about what would take what it would take for NFL fans to stop watching. And I want to point out that the New Orleans Saints and their owner, Benson, admitted that they helped cover up the horrific acts of sexual abuse from the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And I was thinking about a scenario. What if Roger Goodell had a press conference tomorrow and said, we decided to murder every one of the players that was in the NFL so we didn't have to pay them and we're bringing in scabs. Would people still watch? And I'm laughing to myself. I think I would. I still fucking watch. I still root for the Chiefs. Um, so let's call. Thank you guys for the episodes every week. Condoms are for the St. Louis Cardinals and all of their fans. So scabs, that's like somebody who places a union worker. Yeah. So in his scenario, every current NFL player is wiped off and they're just bringing in replacements. See, I, th- I, I wonder, see, not sure it's, about it's, this one. Well, I'll say this in, in this scenario, right? I weird think, scenario. I think, I think what could kill this is like Roger Goodell being like, we are having a player genocide. That might leave a bad taste in some people's mouths and be like, oh, well, I'm not sure I can support a league that just killed like 700 people just like on a whim. That being said, I think if there was some sort of like, you know, Mar- what's the thing where fucking the guy snaps his fingers and fucking Marvel and game? Well, like, you know who I'm talking about. Thanos, Thanos I, I, or I whatever. Don't, I don't watch that stuff. He snaps his fingers. All NFL players disappear. And they're like, listen. The best 500 players or however many players are in the NFL is probably like 1,500, Yeah, 1,500. The best 1,500 players in the world have disappeared. We will now replace them with the next best 1,500. I don't think anybody would miss a beat. Yeah, you're probably right. And here's why. You guys love college football, and that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like fucking Oklahoma, <laughs> dude. You're you're watching like the seventeenth, eighteen thousandth best players in the country with like two guys who are going to the NFL on the field. So of course you're gonna be like fucking Cowboys. You don't give a fuck. Yeah. That you know, I think that's right. 
if they were wearing a Cowboys jersey, I don't think people would care. No, like it's, it's different than like you can't get viewers. And when you think about college football, they fucking those players. There's no fucking turnover. You're an Oklahoma yeah. fan. Five years later, nobody you know on the team. Sure. New guys. Fucking love them more than I've ever loved the Sooners before. Yeah. You're right. It's true. I mean, it's crazy. By the way, the Bengals won't stop calling me. It's it's getting out of control, guys. Again. I got to call again. Yeah, I mean, you might just need to be like, I bought Browns tickets. I'm sorry. Like, I got to... Like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, you should next time you should be like, listen, you guys have. I did you say you're calling for Andy Ruther? Be like, I think you guys are trying to get in touch with Randy Ruther. Let me give you Randy's phone number. It's 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 confusing too. I don't understand that there's a wait list for season tickets, but season single season tickets are, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's uh doesn't make any sense. But yes, Randy, we were discussing a, a Randy Ruther, Andy Ruther, Joe Prano meetup. Randy said he's making that Bills Bengals Monday Night Football game in January. Let's go. Let's go. January. Let's go. It'll be a cold one here. Yeah. Seems like maybe if I go home for the holidays, hit a fucking stopover in Cincinnati on my way back west. I just, I, I, you know, I need a Randy Ruth or Icky shuffle in the end zone. With a little, little tiger tail on the back of him, just shaking his little booty. The, the thing is, if, if, if we do a, a Bills, Bengals, Randy Ruth or something, he's getting so blacked out, he's not remembering the game. Like, he's going to get so blacked out. He's going to get so blacked out. He does the football version of the call. And he's just like, I just watched Joe Burrow win a game in January. He lost in the Super Bowl last year. Dare I say he's better than Peyton Manning. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to do the football version of the shack call. We just got, he's I think it's so drunk. I have noticed a lot of shit, shit back and forth between Bengals and chiefs fans. And I, and I have to say a lot of chiefs fans, like, what are you guys talking shit? The Bengals beat him twice last year. But I've noticed a lot of Chiefs fans like this is the first time something. But my point is like Burrow got hurt the year before. Like now when you had a full season of Burrow, he 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 won. So like I, I look, I'm just saying I wouldn't be talking shit to Bengals fans if I'm a Chiefs fan. I know you won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago and I know you have had more success, but if the team that beat you twice and the second one was in Kansas City. I wouldn't be talking trash. Yeah. All Especially right. with Tyreek Hill out there saying that fucking bro. Two is better than <laughs> what is Tyreek you know, Hill? What you is know, he smoking down in Miami? I know. Well, that was what I was gonna say. You know, when like Pat McAfee like tackles somebody and then he finds out he's immediately getting drug tested, or somebody hits like a 500 foot homer in the and in Major League Baseball, and they immediately get steroid tested. It's like, can we immediately test Tyreek Hill? He said, he's like, oh, random drug test. Why is that? And they're like, dude, you said Tua is better than Mahomes. You said Tua was more accurate than Mahomes. We, th we think he might be on crack cocaine. Oh, yeah. I know for a while they were doing something called Flacca down in Florida. Like yeah. that synthetic drug. 
you might be on something we don't even know about. What are you talking about? The disrespect to Patrick Mahomes to say that. Troll or moron. I think he's both. I think he's he's going full troll and moron right there. All right, we have some calls we'll get to in a bit. 310-359-8365. I like scattering them throughout the show. So give us a ring. We did have a U.S. Open winner, Matt Fitzpatrick, yesterday. First did- U.S. Open winner with braces. Did he have braces? Yeah. He's got braces. Yeah, not because I didn't watch too closely. Yeah. I barely watched it. I see these payoffs now after the LIV tour. Do you see the the Barkley comments? What did he say? Barkley said if he got offered $200 million, he'd kill a family member. Oh, yeah, I saw that. He's like, I'm not joking. Dude, he's always keeping it real. Yeah. But when you do see his payout, he won $3.15 million. You do have to laugh. You say, oh, that's it? Yeah. It's a lot of money. The, it's a lot of money. I'm just saying that's like the it's like the 10th place guy at LIV tour or some shit. Yeah, I didn't really watch it. I don't know. I mean, golf on TV is... Just I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch a ton. I I tuned in here and there. It's a pretty epic weekend. The AFC had a kegger. That was fun. Yeah. I went to you a know, wedding. Just, just a weekend of Miller Lite drinking. Sure. I went to a wedding, and I and I realized, dude, wedding speeches and edibles. Wedding speeches on edibles, like you were listening to them while on edibles. Yeah, I I they're not they're not easy, man. <clears throat> You know, you, you think you think it's been going on for five hours and it hasn't been because speeches, speeches at weddings are usually pretty bad. Right. And then if you're baked. I was kept saying, my like, dude, how long has the speech been going on? It's like 30 seconds. I'm like, God, it's going on forever. 30 seconds, 30 seconds. He's like, oh. you've been talking through the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I, I dude, I couldn't. I, you know, you know what we found interesting though. So, my buddy who got married, his his he, he like drunkenly invited the guy who does his hair to the wedding the day before, and the guy he's like he sat next to me. Okay, so so shout out to Kenji. Wait, I don't even understand. Your so, buddy drunkenly, it was his wedding. Yeah, so he invited oh, like okay, the, the okay, day before. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. The guy who dress, the guy who does his hair, and then he ended up doing like all the groom's hair. And anyway, it was pretty funny. So he sits down, and I'm already on edibles, and you know he's like an alternative dude. You know, he's got the earrings, the nose ring. He's, he's like a chill Japanese dude. So I just I just threw it out there, like right when he sat down, I was like, "Look, man, I don't know if you're into this stuff, but I got some edibles if you want some." And my, my other buddy was laughing. He's like, dude, it's so funny just to think you're offering like a stranger drugs. I'm like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's edibles. And he just looks at me and he goes, oh yeah. And I give him one. He just goes, my night just got better. And he was ready to party. Like he hit me up an hour later. He was wearing a purple suit. He was like, your five milligram thing did nothing. <laughs> no, I, I had 10 milligrams with me. Oh, wow. But, but he was, uh, 
he was feeling good, but my buddy kept making a joke and it is kind of true. He goes, it is pretty crazy. And if you think about it, you just meet somebody and you're giving him something. He has no clue what it is. Like if you really break it down, not that I'd be trying to kill the guy. It's kind of wild if you think about it, right? Like you're just taking drugs from strangers. Yeah. I mean, but also you got to think of like the potential and you're like, what? <laughs> What, what's, you know, what's the worst thing that happened? It's like, oh, I went to this wedding. This random dude in Cincinnati just, just decided to dose a whole wedding. and was giving out tabs of acid. Like, you know, like what's the end game here? Like, yeah. Oh, maybe he gives me a little too much, a little too little. I mean, safe to say, you know, if the dude's wearing a purple suit, he's probably not worried that you give him 10 milligrams of weed. <laughs> but here's what not like you're going full Joey Diaz. You're like, he's like, how much did I take? You're like 12,000 milligrams. What? What? Why? Him and I, there was two open seats next to us and he was scamming the whole time for us to get those meals. Just, can you imagine just Andy with like a <laughs> plotting before he's like, I'm going to find somebody and I'm going to overdose them on fucking THC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ruin this wedding. Yeah, man. So we were just like, we were those idiots at the table who were eating people who didn't show up's food. Yeah. And I, and I kept thinking, it's like my buddy's parents were sitting there. I kept thinking they're just probably looking at me like, yo man, what's wrong with you? Like, you can never tell when you're on edibles. Do people know when you're on edibles, especially me? Cause I'm not drinking or they just think, wow, Andy's really laughing a lot at very serious speeches. Like I could not stop laughing bridesmaids up there crying i'm just like that's fucking hilarious Savage. and yes did i rip that 10 milligram and i cut it in half so i could have five <laughs> you're damn right i did mr Frano. is there a bigger lightweight out there than me it's unbelievable really there's not yeah it's it's pretty sad all right well let's talk oh whoa whoa Blowing up. Sorry. Oh, I I know it's got a little got a little ring to it, huh? Yeah. Let's let's do some some non traditional sport news. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do a little little swimming news. A little highlight. Oh, swimming. Okay. Well, swimming news. Fina, which is the swimming world's governing body voted to restrict transgender women from elite swimming competition. This was big news last night. The new policy, which takes effect today, will require transgender competitors to have completed their transition by age 12 to be able to compete in women's competitions. And they say they are not encouraging people to transition by the age of 12. It's what scientists are saying, that if you transition after the start of puberty, you have an advantage, which is unfair. I think it's totally reasonable. I, um, you know, I am a, a person who I definitely consider myself on the left side of the political spectrum. But I think that, uh, you know, the the horseshoe politics theory is like both far far ends on both sides are insane and take shit way too far and are unreasonable 
and are unwilling to bend and are unwilling to see, you know, to make, again, the phrase common sense. You know, sure. this is where we are with drug laws. This is where we are with gun laws. This is where we are with a million things like start by having common sense and put your politics aside. I'm a very, very liberal person. So much so that some people on this show have called me a libtard woke cuck. You know, but um, that is because those people are unreasonable on the other side. And the bottom line is, I believe in equality for men and women, for all races. I believe that we should, you know, if you're gay or lesbian or queer or any of those things, great, more power to you. You're bi, you're tri, you're all the genders. I don't care. You fucking identify as a horse. You identify as a horse. I don't care. I truly don't. I want everyone to feel free to do anything that they want to do. But, you know, you can't be Mario Andretti and show up in a race car and say you identify as a fucking 100-yard dasher and then break the world record. It's almost as unreasonable as the thing is, is like the, the problem with the transgender sports argument is that if you don't have like you are disavowing common sense, not to say people born male have a physical advantage by and large over people born female. And we got into a whole thing with bathrooms and gender neutrality and whatever. And I said the same thing about that that I say about this. Forget male and female. We got bathrooms for dicks. Those got urinals. It's for men with dicks. It's for women with dicks. It's for, you know, race cars with dicks. You got a dick. This thing's got a urinal in it. And this one is for vaginas. It's got no urinals. We're going to keep it moving by having more sit down potties. No gender when it comes to bathroom. Dicks, no dicks. This is common sense. And this is the thing with sports. Because here's the deal. When we get into fucking MMA and boxing, we now have physical men beating up women. We have physical men outrunning women, out swimming women. It's like I have a niece. I have friends who have daughters who are athletes. The idea that they should have to go compete with boys that were born male that have transitioned into female and have a physical domination factor. There's two outcomes here. Either we get some sort of, oh, gender neutral sports and everybody competes under one umbrella. It's just going to make women's sports a non-factor because the top thousand swimmers in the world are men as proven by a male who was 500th ranked now dominating women's sports. And I know it's like, Oh, you know, this rarely happens. This really happens, but it, and I'm, and I'm, by the way, I'm not accusing this person of going out of their way to do it, to being like, I actually am not, I don't identify as a woman. I'm just going to identify as a woman to swim. I don't feel that that's what Leah Thomas did. But the bottom line is, dude, if you were the 500th best 
freestyler as a man, and now you're dominating women, you're the you're proving the common point. sense point. Yeah. I mean, Michael mm-hmm. Costa, who was on our show, talked about being he jokes about being the 387th ranked tennis player in the world. And he talks about beating Jennifer Capriati in fucking tennis when he was a kid. Yeah. Who is the number one player in the world? Yeah, look, I mean, there's biological differences and in, in, in there just is. And that's that's science. I mean, even we, we live in such a weird age where people are just scared to say that, which is so odd. And everyone's everyone's scared. I mean, even even this organization, FINA said verbatim, it recognizes that some individuals and groups may be uncomfortable with the use of medical and scientific terminology related to sex and sex linked traits. But some use of sensitive terminology is needed to be precise about the sex characteristics that justify separate competition categories. So think about that. They're saying some individuals and groups may be uncomfortable with use of medical and scientific terminology. This is where this is like this is crazy. This is the South Park episode where Macho Man Randy Savage competes in the powerlifting a few years ago. It's that. I mean, th- this is lunacy to not act like there aren't biological differences and like you said common sense and it, it would it, it you, you know if you don't change how these things are headed you're not going to have male and female sports and you're- people go out of the way to do this thing where they say we need these, the bathrooms have to stay the way they are because men are going to, men that want to see vaginas are just going to fucking go into women's bathrooms pretending to be transgender. No, stop talking about that shit. Oh, women's sports are going to start being dominated by men pretending to be women. Guess what? Women's sports don't pay jack shit. No one's pretending to be a fucking woman so they can make 30 grand in the WNBA and they have to go fucking play in China in the fucking offseason. No one's doing that. The, this is, again, the, the horseshoe politics, common sense. There is no fucking scam here for men pretending to be women or women pretending to be men. What needs to be protected here is just the common sense of people born male. I don't care your gender. I'm talking about your sex. People born male are going to have a physical advantage, especially post-puberty, of people born female. I don't care what you are now or what you identify as. I want you to be whatever you want. But it is no one is arguing against that. And so all that is potentially going to happen for all you people who are you know, super woke and fighting for equality and fighting for feminism, fighting for is like you're going to undo women's sports. Which which is actually the opposite of feminism. I would characterize as like pro women's sports and this exactly would undo it. Uh, You know, I'll say this because if you get even if you get some open, let's say we now have an open thing. Men are just going to crush Crush. Go in the open. Crush. Crush the woman. And I know the Leah Thomas situation is an outlier. I'm aware. 
but, but as more and more people get comfortable yeah yeah we should have by the way we but should I'll, have more kids getting comfortable with the idea of being transgender we should have more kids get, saying that they are and, and athletes saying that they are it's fine but what are well, we talking about here here here's here's the situation this happens a lot in like if you talk about like marathons or like triathlons or these things it's like listen you can win the women's event, but you're also competing against everybody. So let's just have that. Let's just have, there are no, let, if forget, let's not end female sports. Let's not end the special Olympics. Let's not end things where people that are from a group that is, has less ability to compete against the masses. Let's not end them. Let's just say it's because it's not the male NBA. Let's just make it. There's no men's swimming. Everybody can compete in the open thing. Men, women, transgenders, whatever. We also have a subsection for just women. The same way we have just age groups. If you want to win the Boston Marathon, you're winning it. You're the first person to finish. Now, some guys going, I'm the first guy that finished in my 80s. Great. They have different age groups. That's awesome, dude. You're the fastest 80 year old, but you didn't win the Boston Marathon. Yeah. You wanted it for an 80 year old. So let's just do one competition for everybody. And then let's also have female sports. And let's also have sports for people who are missing limbs. And let's also have sports for people who can whatever. And and look, in in the scheme of things, too, I want to add at least just my personal opinion when you see all these states creating laws and like that should be very, that should be low on the important scale. Does that make sense? Like, like I think, I think you see a lot of this happening now because this is such a hot button issue and it's a polarizing issue for both of the political sides, which to me again is, is such a, low importance issue. Like, like if I live in a state and that's a focal point of my government or my governor to make high school sports, you can only play with the gender you were born, whatever, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, like, like that shouldn't be high on your priority list is my opinion. Like that's, that's so such a fucking low What's the word I'm like, like, like that? It's just low importance. Yeah. And it's, and, and, and it's, it's political and it's been politicized. To, yeah. Yeah. Of so, course. So, so like, and the only reason like I'm bringing this up is because I think, you know, it has gotten to that point. And I do think the situation with Leah Thomas was an outlier, but at the same token, the same token, I, w- I will say, dude, if you were a woman who's trained your whole life, you're on a scholarship, that's your whole life, and then you're in that situation competing against Leah Thomas, and you lose. Imagine how you feel. Just, I mean, I'm being serious. Like, put yourself in that person's shoes. Because, but it, the thing is, it, it's, it's unfair. So, it's just unfair. It, it's like the thing that's not fair is when you grow up swimming. I grew up swimming, and you would have eight and under. 10 and under, 12 and under, 14 and under, 18 and under. You have all these things. It, I know that 
I know that, you know, tr transgenders are a thing. I know I, I believe in identifying as a different gender. I do. I do believe in that. But it is the equivalent of me saying I identify as an eight-year-old and going and collecting medals against eight-year-olds. It's just there's a smaller, there's a very small portion of the population that's transgender. It's Correct. growing as people get more comfortable with it. We get more comfortable with saying that they feel this way, seeing famous people doing it. This is all going to grow. The number of people are going to grow the same way as if you went back 200 years, you'd be like, oh, 1% of the fucking countries are homosexuals. And now fucking seven is like, yes, people get more and more. They see better treatment. They're more apt to say their truth. I'm certain that someone out there feels like they're eight. An adult feels they're eight years old. Michael Jackson did. Yeah. But you shouldn't be allowed to swim race against eight-year-olds if you have hair on your chest and a mustache and are six foot four. It's unreasonable. There's a physical difference between me and an eight-year-old. And honestly, here's the thing, Andy, there's actually less of a physical difference between me and an eight-year-old male than there is me and a 42-year-old woman. He's just a smaller version of me. She is a different born sex. There is no rule stating you have to be a male to play in the NBA. The National Basketball Association is an open division basketball association. If you're male, play there. If you're transgender and you're good enough, play there. If you're female and you're good enough, play there. You have an issue with, the, with how much the WNBA makes go play in the NBA, but let's not wipe women's sports off the planet by turning it all into an open division to make an exception for a very, 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 very small portion of the population. Yeah. And that's, that's my hangout too. All sports have an open division. Then there's a women's division that spoiler like the WNBA, like women's soccer, like whatever is watched by less people. Because it's a less quality game. Less people watch college baseball than the Major League Baseball. Less people watch college basketball than the NBA. The same thing. Because it's a less quality game. And yeah. therefore, the money for all that stuff, the promotion for all that stuff, is going. that's capitalism. That's going to be directly tied to its popularity. It's why women's USA women's soccer was able to argue that they should make as much money as the USA men's soccer team because the USA women's soccer has become incredibly popular due to their success. Sure. Yeah. But again, I think people get so scared about saying the wrong thing or pissing someone off because we live in a, such an odd age where you say something or you misspeak and people are like, fuck you. You should never work again. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Does I have an opinion? Or I said something. But again, it's horseshoe politics. Both sides have their absolutely nonsensical things. Just like the fucking super woke left saying a man 
that has been born a man and grown up a man and was a man till they were 18 transition and is immediately a woman and, and, and therefore is on a level playing field with swimmers who were born female and trained as females and have the testosterone as females. It is just as ridiculous as somebody on the other side who says, you know, black athletes shouldn't be allowed to have opinions or the problem with guns in America is not enough teachers have them. Like th these, these are insane, non-common sense ideas. And the rest of us live in the fucking middle. Yeah, that's why, you know, I, uh, again, I just think we need to put ourselves in, in, in everyone's shoes from all sides and just try to try to think this through. Because because these the real the reality is these aren't easy issues, some of them, and they're not. They're not easy to figure out, again, especially if. You do want to compete. And you're transgender. It's like, how, how does this work? But you also have to be fair to everyone else while also knowing you're in a very small minority, like you said. So there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle. And at the end of the day, like I said, I think there, these are very, these are a lot more rare situations than you think, but the news wants to hijack it. Right. Right. And they want to, pit people against each other and Fox news wants to prop it up. And then MSNBC wants to prop up the other side and they want everybody to go online and argue on Twitter and argue on Facebook. And that's what they want. Meanwhile, we got all these other problems, you know, like more serious problems. Like yeah. I got to suck some dude's dick for a fucking can of gas. Like, like I'm just saying like in the scheme of things, not that I did that for the record, Joe did not do that yet. Times are tough. Times are tough, Andy. Man, never did I think the hatchback would cost 50 bucks to ever fill up on gas. The little Corolla hatchback. I mean, okay. Out here with a 79 Seville, bro. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't complain. Okay, let's get to some dirtball calls. The most dirtball calls ever. This is definitely one. Hey, boy, sorry, that last call was terrible. Anyway, uh, so we're in a big debate right now uh, on whether or not spicy is a flavor. So there was this shit on our table, like in the bottle at a pizza joint we were at here. And uh, I tried it, and it. my girlfriend asked, what does it taste like? I go, it tastes like nothing. It's just spicy. She goes, well, that's the flavor. It's like, well, that's not the flavor. It's just fucking spicy. But I just wanted to know, is spicy a flavor? All right. Thanks, guys. So dirt ball call right there. Such a yeah. dirt ball call. Spicy. Uh, so spicy I'm going to do two things here. One, spicy is not a flavor. No. But two, how did it taste? Like, I question your taste buds if you said something tastes like nothing. It's just spicy. It has to taste like something. But spicy isn't a flavor. No. Definitely not. I like how we have to decide that for him, by the way. Yeah. Well, the person that's arguing with him is like, the, I mean. His girlfriend. Yeah. Dumper right now. Yeah. Hook her up a Jew who thinks 
<laughs> Steph Curry is better than Shaquille O'Neal. They could start a TikTok together, just like the bad hot take couple. <laughs> bad take duo. Yeah. Shaq averaging 36, 16, and three over three years. Unbelievable. Come on, man. 36, 16, and three. I'm actually, I just want to say, I hate, I hate to keep bringing it up, but I would, you have a better chance of convincing me spicy is a flavor. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, okay, I'll hear you out. Shaq going <laughs> 36, 16, and three. I just, I just, it's just wild to me. Like, no, no one's averaged 36 over a three straight finals. I could be wrong. Jordan did not ever do that. Not even close. Did he? 36? I don't think so. Bro. And I think he's around our age. I could be wrong. Okay, here is a here here is a very dirtball call as well from our guy McKay down in Houston who took us to the Stros game. Hey, dirty sports! It's McKay from Houston, Texas. Um, recently, I went axe throwing. It was pretty pretty fun. Highly recommend it. My question is, what uh, professional athlete would you want to go axe throwing with? I, you know, I think pitchers would be a good option. Quarterbacks, uh, just let me know your thoughts. And condoms are for those Uber Eats commercials. Uh, stay dirty. You're going to love this, by the way. You're going to love this when you hear this. Dude, we already know at this point that my girlfriend lives by a cat cafe. She lives by a witch store. They're opening she, an axe throwing spot? No, she also lives right down the street. From an axe throwing bar. I mean, this is just like, honestly, it sounds like she's in some sort of sim where it's like no- novelty town, USA. I'm not making Novel- this up. It's like novelty town, Kentucky. Yeah. It's like all the things are just novelty shops. So I, I want to. After the witch store, should we throw some axes and maybe go get lunch at Rocket Fizz? And you're like, why do you live? <laughs> In some 12-year-old sim neighborhood. Dude, it's wild. I've never done it. I would like to go. It's like, oh, there. maybe we should just go to the supermarket. And it's like, oh, no, no, we don't have a supermarket. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Who needs a supermarket when you can make potions? It's funny you say that. Because the other day I had to grab something. I was like, dude, I can walk to a cat cafe. I can walk to an axe throwing bar. I can walk to a witch store. I couldn't really walk to like a CVS. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, there used to be a CVS there, but that's not where the slot car racing place is. <laughs> You're like, what? what year is this? I have wanted to go in there. She's worried that somehow an axe is going to fly and slice her head and she's going to die. Like, go, like, I don't I mean, know. They're all going in one. It's like a gun range. They're all going in one direction. That's just throwing them like at the fucking front door and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely want a picture. I'd, I want to go with like, I want to go with somebody who's just known for fucking like letting it fly. Like I want to go with Vlad Guerrero <laughs> and I want to go with Bo Jackson. Remember Bo Jackson's cannon back in the day. I want to go with Uanus Cespedes. 
I see him throw him underhand. Yeah. Yeah. That's my top three right there. Bo Jackson, Vlad Guerrero, Ioannis Cespedes. I feel like Ioannis Cespedes is going to emerge as a professional axe thrower soon. Yeah. What's he doing these days? I have no idea. Probably training axe throwing. Yeah. I should check it out. I wonder what that costs. I mean, I mean, you and Randy come. We got a whole visit. I mean, we got like a whole day. Randy, think about it. Randy owns a cat. Randy's for sure been axe throwing. I, I bet, I bet, I bet, I'll make a wager right now that Randy Ruther has thrown axes. Yeah, but think about it. He owns a cat. We go to the cat cafe. Yeah, we go to the witch store. We, we get some potion for whoever the team the Bengals are playing for him. Yeah, we get him. We get him some like you know, we get him some sort of nectar to rub on like his own knee to keep Joe Burrow safe or some shit. <laughs> we end the night. He's blacked out, throwing axes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty odd. I don't know why that stuff's around there, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. All right, three one zero three five nine eight three six five. That's the hotline. Give us a call. We can't wait to hear your guys' takes. Can't wait to hear Inca Dare better than Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> how you like? How you like that dive? <laughs> Inca Dinka Dare. George Washington. Fucking oh, you knew I was going to ask you if you knew yeah. what college. Oh, you went come to. on. Of course. Who is addressed by the, the New Jersey Nets? Nets? Yeah. yeah, that's right. I can't wait to hear these calls. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the dirty sports. I believe, I believe he was on the court when uh, Shaquille O'Neal pulled down the entire basketball stanchion. Well, was it? You just messing with me. Oh, I think he might've been speaking of guys who changed the game. <laughs> Yeah, you more can, PSI on the stanchion after the most dominant center of all time ripped them out of the fucking ground. You can uh, follow Steph, us. Steph's handle though. You can hop into Reddit. That seems to be a hot topic to uh, troll me and Joe. Yeah. Where can they troll you personally? At Joe Prano on all social media except for Twitter, where I'm still at Fix your life uh if you're in the los angeles area i am once again guest hosting this week at the venice underground comedy show at killer yacht club um and then you know got some more more shows on the horizon all available at joeprano.com i'm seeing this reddit saying i got cucked by a mastiff this is pretty funny this is pretty funny reddit wild all right, guys, let us know your thoughts. We're, 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 we're to that point. We got basketball's over. Baseball's here. Football's around the corner. So give us some stuff to love. I, I to talk about. I have some ideas, actually. I'll, I'll tell you about the show I want to do. But uh, good stuff. We'll be back in a few days. You guys have a great start to your week. And as always, stay dirty.